0: knock knock who's there knock knock I'm just waiting hey i got man i got the patience of job i've been i've been married fifty three years you think i don't have patience <laughs> she she knows okay um Hang on. I'm going to read the announcements. <laughs> All right. The usual, usual announcements are we're always looking for help with the kids, and by that I mean the children, the youth. We're always looking for help on the desk. We're always looking for help for Miss Julie. We're always looking for help in the media room. And so to be real honest with you, if you want to get involved in something, pick it, and we will appoint you to it. There's no vote. You're just it. So um, we all know that the ninth, our new preacher, Pastor Marcus Truesdale, will be here. So I'm going to go ahead and make this announcement so you guys can get used to it. That night is going to be our annual 4th of July cookout, too. The church is furnishing the meat and the buns. That's the same, the hot dogs and hamburgers and the buns. And we're asking everybody else to bring everything else. And it will be a really ample opportunity for everybody to get to know Marcus better. Because settings like that are a little bit less informal than him getting up here and (laughs) preaching to you and meeting you at the door. You can tell a whole lot about somebody about the way they eat. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. And if anybody really wants to see it, invite me down to Bee Gees, and I'll show you how to eat 12 dozen shrimp. I can do that. But anyhow, um, so the announcements are July 15th at 8.30 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall. That's going to be our next men's breakfast. Uh, July 1st at 8.30 in the Fellowship Hall is a coming up Bible study day. Uh, June 20th at 6.00 heart to heart speakers are Lori Franks and Terry Bean and I can't remember who's uh, there, and that would be good okay good so all you ladies as brother Gary would say if you're not a man, you're a lady. So all you ladies come to that, right? Bring food. <laughs> Bring food. okay. Does it say that on here? No, but it's- Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey. <laughs> Rick's-, Rick's coming. Rick's coming. help us set up our thing. That's fine. <laughs> hey. Have you ever heard that TMI, too much information? There you go. Excuse me. Okay, Prime Timers, uh, June 24th, 12 here, noon. Uh, potluck. Bring what you want, or if you bring something that you don't really like, hope somebody else does. I mean, it's, that's real simple. Just come and see what they have, and it's, it's kind of like, it's really kind of like going to the restaurant because you got your choice of what's laying out there. You don't have to just go and get one thing. Okay, that's not. I mean, that's about all the announcements. Uh, I'm sure we're all sad to see Brother Gary leave, but. Uh, Like he said, he's glad to be going, and we're glad to be getting our new preacher. So Uh, that's—anybody else have any announcements? Okay, guys, offering? We're going to take an offering, and then we're going to— does everybody know that tonight is Praise and Worship Night and Testimony Night? Okay, Uh, I will tell you one more time. Next Sunday morning and the second is going to be Brother Rick Freeman. Is going to be bringing our, our sermon to us. Uh, he's a friend of Brother Gary's, and he recommended him. And then on those two particular nights, Brother Jonathan Mclemore is going to be doing is going to be doing those. And guys, listen, you really owe it to yourself to come hear him. I've heard him; he can bring a message, and he's good enough that he's going to change lives when he gets when he gets up and going. He's going to change lives, guys, and you're going to be able to say, "Hey, I heard him win." And that's going, to be, that's going to be a good story to tell, believe me. All right. Um, okay. Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for watching over and keeping us safe, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you'll be with us as we go forward. Lord, set us on fire now that so when Marcus gets here, Lord, that we will be ready to explode into a forest fire. And Lord, help us with all that we do as far as missions, outreach, and ministry goes, Heavenly Father, that we can get involved and then we'll go forth. Lord, I pray now that you will bless this service and bless this offering to your glory and for your honor. In Christ's precious name, amen.
1: I wasn't planning on starting out, but if y'all will bear with me, I will uh, sit down and say a couple of words. Turn me up. I, uh, I want you to be able to hear me. I don't normally like to be in front of everybody with a microphone, and this, this isn't really a, a testimony of mine. But, I guess you might say it's for the church. I was on the board in 2013 when our pastor resigned. It took us three months to find a new pastor. We voted him in. He resigned 15 months later. I was still on the board. So, it took us another three months to find a pastor. That was Pastor uh, uh, Gary Dotson. He stayed with us for eight years. I wasn't on the board all that time, but I was on the board when Brother Gary resigned last July. He preached his last sermon on the last Sunday in July. I thought well end of October we'll have another pastor. (laughs) We had been praying for God's will. About the last of October, sometime I think in late October, we selected a pastor. He was on a vacation at the time. We had interviewed him, I believe we had interviewed him twice and there was a little miscommunication between us. He was on a vacation at the time that we wanted him to try out for us, but he did try out and I think it was just before, um, just before Thanksgiving. There were 40 people that voted that night. 39 people voted for him. Somehow or another, I guess the Lord told him he wasn't the one. He had told us uh, that Sunday morning before the vote that he did not, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to pray about it after the election that night and that he would give us his decision the next morning on Monday morning. We thought, that's a little unusual because most people will assuming he's voted in will give us his decision right away but I assume God knew better than we did I can't remember I've lost track how many people how many resumes we looked at but we looked at a lot of them I'll back up a little bit there were There were four board members on the board when Brother Gary resigned. Just before Brother Gary resigned, we had a board member resign, and Brother Gary resigned before he could replace that board member. So we've been in this whole process, we've only had four board members. We did ask three other members of the church to be on the committee for us and it lasted so long all three of those committee members resigned. Gary Cook was one of those members. He did come back later so we did have five that were looking at him most of the time. And again I can't remember how many we asked to try out for us. And I was surprised this time, there were, I believe there were only five people that we looked at that was from Oklahoma, everybody else, a lot larger number were from out of state. We asked all five of those Oklahoma people to try out. Several of them said they would try out, and I can't remember now, I know there's at least two and maybe more than that, that turned us down before they actually tried out. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. The ones that we asked to try out, it was a majority on the board that asked, that asked them to try out, but that's, that's no problem at all. We're all individuals. We all look at them differently but we, we agreed as a majority to ask him to try out. When it came to Pastor Truesdale, again, at that time we had four board members. One of the board members, Dan Johns, his term had expired in January, but he stayed with us all throughout this time. The four board members And Gary Cook, one of the uh, committee members, 100% of us agreed on Pastor Truesdale. That was at the interview. Before he could try out, our interim pastor asked the Oklahoma district if he could act as our pastor and allow us to have a... uh, A board member election as well as the business meeting and he said that's the first time he's ever heard of it you've got to have a pastor before we can have our business meeting before we can have a board election but we were one board member short and we were one board member that had expired his term had expired so we elected two new board members one of them was Gary Cook he had been on the uh, board or had been on the committee as I mentioned. Rick Meyer had not been on the board he was not in the uh, uh, the interview process or anything but as I mentioned all four board members plus Gary Cook had said yes to uh, Pastor Truesdale after Brother Truesdale came and he preached that Sunday morning before we had our election that night, I asked Rick if you had been on the committee, if you'd been on the board at the time that we interviewed him, would you have asked Brother Truesdale to try out? He said yes. I say we have 125% of our board that said yes. As I mentioned, the first pastor that tried out for us, 39 of the 40 people had tried out, 39 of the 40 people had voted for him. 100% of you voted for him for Pastor Truesdale. I say that the Lord gave us who we we had been looking for all along. Uh, I have talked to Pastor Truesdale quite a bit on the phone, he's been contacting me, I've been contacting him. This is the man that the Lord Lord has selected for this church. We have great things waiting for us ahead of time.
2: Jesus, you're, worthy of oh, you're worthy you're worthy. Jesus, you're Jesus, worthy You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, prophet.
3: my might and my majesty and my power. There is nothing that is in this universe that I created that comes even uh, to a very small degree of being, my power. It is an expression of it, it is an expression of what I can do, but understand that my power is for me to use in behalf of my children. Understand that as my child, I have everything you need for your life.
4: Yes, thank you. I already have it taken
3: care of. I have already provided for it. What was needed and in in the greatest degree that it was needed was fully paid for by the blood of my son, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. It was fully paid for. You don't owe anything. There's nothing you have that could even buy what I have prepared for you. Or what I have in store for you. Or what I want to do in your life. You You accept it by faith. You follow me. You obey my word. You You obey the leading of my spirit. Because I've already provided for it. Healing is provided. Provision is provided. Emotional, mental, physical, material needs is provided. For I own it all. Thank you. I gave it for you and I gave it to you to use. But I want you to realize and understand and stand on the fact that I am your God. Yes, do, you. do not fear. Do not worry. Do not doubt. I'm still in charge. I'm still on my throne. And there is no one. Stop and think about what my word says. There was an attempt to take my authority away from me. By Lucifer himself. He failed. Because I'm God. Because I am the God Almighty. And I will have... My Jesus. way in this world. When it is all said and done, when I call it into to things as you know them, you. it will be my way. Yes. It will be what I have already told you yes. in my word that yes. it would be. Yes. So trust me. Yes. Rely Thank you. on me. Thank you. Have faith in me. That I am your God. Thank you, Jesus. That the way already yes. taken care of. The provision is already yes. there. Yes. I was there before yes. it ever thought about coming across your pathway. I was there. Yes. Thank you. And I am there. And yes. I will always be there for my children. Yes. Because I love you. Yes. Because I care for you. Yes. And my great concern in my life upholds you and sustains you. And I am your life. I am your yes. love. Yes. I am your God. Yes. The Lord God Almighty Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank Jesus. you. Let's go back one song to make room. Father, we just want to thank you for your word, God. We want to thank you for your presence in this place, God. For reinforcing, God, what our faith can do, Father.
4: Some of y'all know at least part of this testimony because we talked about it and prayed about my son this morning. So, my son had a horrible gallbladder attack. They didn't know that's what it was, early Friday, Friday morning. And ended up in the hospital and they ran all the tests and the CAT scan showed everything good. You know, they didn't know why he was having pain. They assumed it was his gallbladder, even though no stones showed in the CAT scan. But I guess certain kinds of stone, because the pigment, don't. And so they said, you know, that he would be able to schedule to get a sonogram and some other kind of whatever gallbladder test later. But since he was there, did he want to stay another 45 minutes and have one? And he's like, well, yeah. But in the meantime, I didn't know that they could show up on a sonogram and not. So I left the hospital because I thought he was going home and went, and went and back to work because I was working in Ardmore Friday. And I was over in the general surgery room when I got the text from my daughter-in-law that he was having surgery and it was Dr. Jolly, whose office is right across from the supply room and she was right there. And so I'm like, Dr. Jolly, you're fixing to operate on my son. Can I pray for your hands? And she's like, sure. And held out her hands and I prayed and then went to the hospital and stuff. But then... Um, You know, they thought that he would probably, might go home that same day, but it turned out his white blood count was super high, and even though he had no fever, he obviously, in fact, Dr. Jolly, when she talked to Emily, his wife, and I after the surgery, she said they thought it wasn't an emergency surgery, but it was. Oh, I forgot something. They had a booked OR that day, but there just happened to be one spot that Dr. Jolly could get into to do him. And after the surgery, said it was, even though normally they consider it an emergency surgery if it's stuck in the bile duct, which he didn't have that, but it was so inflamed and infected, it was sticking to the liver and to other organs. It was just a mess in there. And so um, they had to clean him up, and that's why his blood, white blood count was so high, so they kept him overnight, and then um, went to see him, um, we prayed at Sunday school. I asked him had it come down because they gave him, you know, IV antibiotics all day yesterday, and it had only come down one point. We prayed in Sunday school. We went to see him after Sunday school to, to see him, and it had dropped significantly. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But then his potassium was low, and so they were giving him potassium and thought they were going to keep him overnight again. But, you know, during rattle, I'm like, yeah, I'm speaking to it because it's like, no, he needs to go home. He needs to be well. And while you were speaking, I got a text from my daughter-in-law, and he's going home. They changed their mind. She had already gotten to Ringland so she could shower. Before, and so she's on her way back to pick him up and take him home. But God is good and so faithful, yeah, and taking care of things. Thank you, Lord.
2: Rick's going to speak.
5: Okay, I wasn't going to talk, but since Ron twisted my arm, I will. Okay, I had been a deacon before, and uh, this time around, when it was time to to vote on a deacon, I told God, ain't no way, ain't going to happen, no, no, no. Well, he kept on my mind, kept on my mind kept on my heart and kept on my heart. And I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. I no, don't want nothing to do with it. Went over and sit in the corner and did a pity party. <laughs> it was a beginning, And then my best friend and my sidekick, Sherry, pulled me out of that corner, took my thumb out of my mouth and said, if God is speaking to you, you need to do it. And I said, no. Okay, I'll do it. The thing is, this testimony is that we can tell God no all we want. We can say no, no, no. But God knows all. God is my best friend. Jesus is my brother, my best friend. The thing that's got me through thick and thin, me and Sherry have got a testimony we can write a book But God knows the end result. And I decided to go ahead and do it. And it it will be good. I'm not going to sit over in the corner and suck my thumb and have a pity party. We're going to get through this. And Marcus is going to be here in a couple of weeks. And like you said earlier, we need to be on fire for God before he gets here. We should already be feeling and packing this place and ready for Marcus when he gets here, because God has been speaking to me. Like Ron said, would I have voted for him? Well, heck, yeah. He's a wonderful young man. Um, Of course, if you're under 60, you're a young man to me, so. But he's a wonderful young man, and his family's all on fire for God, and we need to be on fire for Jesus and for God so that when he gets here, this whole place will be on fire for yes. God. Amen. Anyway. Amen. Anybody else?
6: Okay, I'm changing it again. I want to go to
2: fresh wind. That's what we're getting—fresh wind in this place. Yeah. Robin, you sure. sure you have nothing to say tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't have to. Don't want to put you on the spot. But Um, Well,
6: I'm really excited, like everyone else, about getting a pastor, but um, the Lord has really been speaking to me lately that a pastor's not going to make a difference if we don't make a difference. And the Lord told me, he said, no matter who's here, if you'll make a place And you will welcome me. I will be here. He told me that over heart to heart. Our women's ministry. Never led a ministry in my life. No one even asked me to. I just did it. I just said, oh, I just, because I didn't want that ministry to die. And I told the Lord, I said, what in the world? I mean, if you know me, you know, what in the world was he thinking? Because I have no skills. But he told me, if you'll make a place and you'll let me, I'll move. Yes. And we are seeing, and listen, this is, this is not really women that come to our church. Women are coming. We, had, we have people coming from an hour away because they want the Holy Ghost. Yes. And the Lord told them that they could get it. <laughs> with us, with our women. Women are coming from all over, all over. I think one night someone counted we had seven different churches represented. And I've, I've told the Lord, I said, this is a burden, I know this is a burden on our women. They're having to bring food and we're having to be here early and we're having to work, it's, it's work to prepare. And he said, they want me to move as much as you do. They want to provide a place for him to move. And listen, we've got people in our communities, and they are desperate. Desperate for a move of God. They're desperate for a touch in their bodies. They're desperate for a touch in their families, in their children, in their homes, in their marriages. They're desperate. And we are providing, this church, these ladies, we're providing a place where he can come and he can move. And, you know, that, is, that overflows into our church. We all, we don't have to have a bunch of programs and we don't have to have an incredible minister that can do everything. We have to come and we have to provide a place where he can move and he can do what he wants to do. Because, listen, I've looked around and and I've thought, Lord, how will you fill up this place? How are we going to, you know, I'm worried, how are we going to grow our church? We're old. A lot of us are old. (laughs) You know? And I don't know if Merle would even want me to tell this and if he can even hear me. But Merle had, (laughs) Merle told me that he had a dream the other night. And he was sitting up on the stage, and he looked out across the church, and it was full. Hallelujah. With people he didn't know, Hallelujah. they were every color, every age, every, everything that you could imagine, our church was full. He also dreamed he was preaching, and we're not sure that, that was gonna, that's going to happen, but we're, but we're believing for everything else, and, and we just we serve a God, good God, and he wants us to ask for big things. He wants us to ask for people to get up out of a wheelchair and walk. He wants us to ask for someone to have new lungs. He wants us to ask Him and believe Him for healing in our bodies. He wants to give us our sight back. He is just waiting for us to believe Him and to ask Him for big, big, big things. And I believe when we get that mindset and that in our spirit that there is not just a song, but we believe there is nothing that He cannot and will not do. We're just Bold enough and crazy enough, maybe even just to ask him, do it. I'm. I want to see souls saved. I want my children to be sitting on these pews with me. I want. I want my lost loved ones to be here with me, or to be somewhere else, as long as they're serving God. And I believe when we start asking for those big, big things, we are going to see big big results.
7: Uh, Do we have anyone here uh, tonight that really loves dogs? I don't mean just like them, I mean love them. I, I have a, a little, little dog at home. I know I have one here. I have one do- person here, Shanice, who really loves dogs like we do. But there's a difference between just liking them and loving them when they're part of your family. I don't know. You think, well, this guy's dumb. He's talking about all little dog, but I, they, dogs mean a lot to certain people. That, but anyway, uh, 11 years ago, I was coming down to Oklahoma. I just left Michigan and bought a new car. I'm t- just t- t- telling you, but I, I pulled into the bank. And uh, I looked and there was a little black dog running all around. Tiny little thing running all around. I thought, gosh, that dog's going to be hit by a car. And so I opened my door and she jumped right in. And uh, then I went over to the um, tag agency in Hilton. And before I could stop her, I opened the door and she jumped out of there. And then she ran into the tag agency and was running around with everybody. Well. I, I tried to find out who owned her, but I didn't try out real hard. I just, <laughs> I looked around a little bit, and Nancy wasn't with me, and I told her about Dolly. I said, you know, I, I, if, if um, when you come home, you decide, because we, we already had three dogs. I said, if you decide we, you don't want her, that'll be fine. When she came home, she fell in love with her, too. But okay, so we've had her all that long time, and Dr. Tripp is our vet in Hilton, I mean in, in Ringland, and so the other night, it was Thursday night, where she just runs around all the time, just like such a little puppy, but she's 12 years old. And so... um uh, I, I saw her, she was laying she's with me every second, I, I can't move I'm tripping over and everything, but and she was laying on a, on a chair with me in my recliner, and I looked, I said she didn't look, look quite right and I saw her, and I, and I know her And but I, I could see, and she kept kicking her leg like that and, and I thought, well maybe she wants to get down so I put her down on the floor and she fell right over and her legs were all, all like this and everything, and I thought gosh, she's dying, and so I tried to get a hold of Dr. Tripp and there was no answer and I can understand this was 9 o'clock at night so I googled I said Google can you give me any veterinarians after hours and and said on there no I can't confirm any hours so I called four of them and um, none of them would answer one guy did answer say I'll, I'll, I'll get back here with you later on I thought that's not gonna do any good now so so I picked her up and held her and i prayed for her i should have done that at first picked up and i prayed for it and i just held her and asked god just can I just give me a little more time with her i said I, I know uh that i can't have her forever but if you just give me a little more time with her and it wasn't a few minutes later and gosh she was walking all around i took her out in the morning she, she <laughs> I took her out in the morning, she went out and ran out to the mailbox and walked all over I have five acres and we walk it all the time but she was just like a little puppy again and I know she and, and she's that way still night tonight and I just thank and praise God for it. He loves, he cares for us even with the little things, you know, and uh, I and I just thank him for it.
2: songs, so, you know, we don't have to get up to an altar or anything for prayer, or you can just be in your seat, but if you need prayer, if you want somebody to pray with you, just raise your hand, or come stand out in the in the aisles, or whatever you need, because He is a, he is a faithful God, and when we use a little faith and step out in it. place tonight. You knew, you knew specifically the ones that were going to be here tonight, God, before this was even in motion, Lord. So I pray blessings on their families, on their lives, God, on their health, on their minds and their spirits, Father. I pray for strength in their daily walk with you, God. I pray that you would just show up in the most unexpected moments, God, something remarkable. way because it's coming it's coming he wants to move he wants to move in every life but he wants the people that are ready for that move father we welcome a move in this church God father there's healing that's been taking place but that needs to take place in this building all Have a blessed week. Father, we just thank you tonight, God, for the lives that are represented in this place tonight, for the families that are represented here, God. I pray that you would just give them mercies this week, God, as they move on. Father, we pray blessings. We thank you, Lord, for showing up tonight, for always being here when we get here, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the move, God, and we're in expecting bigger and better things. In Jesus' name, amen.